Welcome to Understanding the Bible with Pastor Stephen. This is episode four, Ghosts, Humans, Aliens, and Gods. Last time we talked about humans and the Old Testament afterlife versus the New Testament afterlife, how we go immediately to be judged by God when we die. This time we're talking about ghosts. So what does the Bible say? Keep in mind, don't take my word for it. Look up Bible verses yourself. Now, where the scripture is clear, I'll read the verse. I give the book chapter and verse so you actually know where to go to verify it, and I will state the facts about it. Where the scripture is silent or unclear, I will read the verse that I get my opinion from, and I will tell you it's my opinion. I will not teach you that the Bible says Stephen's opinion. All right? When we talk about ghosts, hauntings, moving objects, voices, feelings, all the things that you hear, read about, and see on TV and YouTube with ghost hunters and things like that. Keep in mind that I am talking about the reality of these things, not the fakes, okay? Not the things that we can scientifically prove are the result of carbon monoxide poisoning or, you know, that black mold or whatever it is that, that actually puts spores out there that have neurotoxins in them and, and cause hallucinations and stuff. Now, I'm not talking about scientifically provable evidences. Okay. I'm talking about the things that we don't understand because believe it or not, it's out there. There, there are people that have experienced things and seen things. And I'll tell you one personal story about mine as well here in a little bit, but that's what we're going to talk about here. We're not talking about the fakes or the scammers or the scientifically provable, whatever. Okay. So this episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Here we go. First thing we're going to talk about is poltergeists. That's a ghost or other supernatural being that's supposedly responsible for physical disturbances like loud noises or objects thrown around. It comes from the German word that actually means to make a disturbance. So clinking chains, objects thrown, doors opening and closing, floating objects, etc. Well, there's, there's no notable instances in the Bible that I'm aware of of these things except for one in Daniel 5 verse uh, 1 through 6. And this says, Belshazzar the king made a great feast. Then they brought the golden vessels that were taken out of the temple of the house of God. And then verse four, they drank wine and praised the gods of gold and silver and brass and iron and wood and stone. So they took God's temple objects and basically worshiped false gods with those things. Verse five. In the same hour came forth fingers of a man's hand and wrote over against the candlestick upon the plaster of the wall of the king's palace and the king saw the part of the hand that wrote. Then the king's countenance was changed, and his thoughts troubled him, so that the joints of his loins were loosed. Basically, he peed himself, and his knees smote one against another. Now, I couldn't find any other instances other than that one of like a disembodied hand or some ghostly thing happening, okay, in the Bible. It's not to say that it doesn't happen, just that God didn't find it significant enough to tell us about those things. And keep in mind, this hand actually came from God. And it wrote a prophecy there. So check it out in Daniel 5 if you're interested in it. But in my opinion, the fact that there's no other instances in the Bible of this type of thing, it means one of two things. Either poltergeists 
do not exist as anything different than what God has already told us about God himself, angels or demons or humans or animals that, you know, all those things can make noises and drag objects, right? So you could have a raccoon in your attic dragging a chain and you think it's a ghost. I mean, there are other explanations for these things in the Bible. And we'll get into that about the angels and demons. But that's the first option, in my opinion, that there's no such thing as a poltergeist. Okay. The other option would be that there is. And because the Bible doesn't talk about it, it's because it's insignificant to our life and should not change our belief in God in any way. For instance, microscopic amoebas are not mentioned in the Bible, but they're real. Science has proven them. We've discovered recently their existence, right, in human history. It doesn't change any Bible doctrines or what you're supposed to believe about heaven or hell. So either poltergeists are real or they're not. That's kind of my conclusion on that. Now, the things that people experience, such as voices, you know, disembodied voices, uh, or feelings, chills, dread, fear, goosebumps, the idea that when you walk by something, you feel an intense evil or darkness over there, right? I'm not saying these things aren't real. I think they are. And I want to share one of my experiences. When I was doing a podcast a while back, my five-year-old daughter was in here with me. And she got extremely scared. She was terrified of something. And I had to keep stopping and helping her to calm her down, tell her everything is okay. She's like, yeah, but I hear something. And I'm thinking she hears the house creaking or whatnot. And so I, I just explained to her that noises happen and it's okay. There's nothing here, you know, and I'm starting to get annoyed at her fear for no reason. Right. Cause I don't hear anything. And then she tells me, no, daddy, I heard a voice. Well, now there's either one of two things, either my daughter is crazy and she's, or she's making things up. Right. But her terror and the look on her face made it clear to me that she actually thought she heard this. Okay. So that means there's something in the house or somebody in the house is my opinion. So I did what a good dad does. I grabbed a rifle and I acted on what she told me to protect her, to ease her fear. I didn't think there was anything there. Okay. But I wanted her to feel like daddy's got her back and is protecting her. So I grabbed the rifle and she picked up a little stool and held it in front of her. And she's like, I'll get him with this. And she's like left the office on her own. Like she was going to go out there and tackle this guy just because she knew daddy believed in her. That was crazy. So I ran behind her, you know, and then I pushed her to the side. And I'm like, no, no, you let daddy go first. And we went through the house room by room, searching the closets and everything. And, and I made it fun. You know, I'm like military with the rifle. I'm like, okay, clear and moving in. All right, this room's clear and then moving to the next room and stuff. And I had fun with it because I knew physically there was nobody else in the house. I had not heard a voice, right? So I'm just trying to placate my daughter and make her feel better. Well, we get all done, turn the lights on all over the house, you know, and come into the family room. And she's like, daddy. He told me to get away from you. Something clicked in me when she said that. And I realized she really did hear a voice. And I sat her down on the couch and I'm like, what did you say? And she says, yeah, he was calling me. He called my name and he told me to get away from my daddy. I'm sorry. There's no explanation for that other than a demon. Okay. So, I will never discount somebody else 
having an experience or saying they heard something, disembodied voices, yeah, they can happen. All right. Now, I'm not trying to get you to believe my story. I'm telling you that I believe this. All right. So now what does the Bible say about it? That's the key. Whenever there's disembodied voice in the Bible, it always comes from God or the Holy Spirit. I can't think of any instance in the Bible where an angel speaks um, disembodied like that. But you think of Moses in the burning bush. God spoke out of it. Or when Jesus was baptized in Luke 3.22, and the Holy Ghost descended like a dove upon him and a voice came out of, of heaven saying, Thou art my beloved son and thee I am well pleased. So I know it can happen because I've, I've read it in the Bible and I've had a personal experience. Okay. But you have to understand when you read it in the Bible, which is where we're supposed to get our beliefs and our doctrines and the way we live our life from, right? The voices from God have always made it clear that they have a message from God. Messages from God would bring order righteousness, goodness to our life that help us pursue Christ likeness in the kingdom of God. Anything else would be coming from the devil. First Corinthians 14, 33, for God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. So you got to remember that when it comes to feelings, there's a Bible verse for that. Actually, you know, the feelings of chill, the dread, the fear you get when you go to, you know, when something haunted happens to you. I have lots of stories about that because I have people in my life who have experienced those things. Now, for me, when I feel something evil, I get a feeling. I don't hear the voices myself. I don't see things like some people do. I only get a feeling. And then when somebody else tells me something supernatural happened to them there or whatever, then I can validate that and explain to them, yeah, I suspected something evil was there. So I've experienced things, but not on the scale that other people have. But there is an instance in the Bible I want to read to you where that did happen, where that intense feeling of fear and dread, other than, you know, Belshazzar the king that I read earlier, but Job 4, verse 12 through 17 says, Now a thing was secretly brought to me, and mine ear received a little of it. In thoughts from the visions of the night, when deep sleep falleth on men, fear came upon me and trembling, which made all my bones to shake. Now this was Eliphaz, the first friend of Job that spoke to him after the disasters struck. Verse 15, then a spirit passed before my face. The hair of my flesh stood up. It stood still, but I could not discern, discern the form thereof. An image was before mine eyes. So there was a ghostly apparition. He could not discern what it was. There was silence. And then I heard a voice saying, Shall mortal man be more just than God? Shall a man be more pure than his maker? My point is, this guy in the Bible had a spirit enter a room, caused his hair to stand up. It made him scared so that his bones shook. He was terrorized or terrified. Knowing the story of Job, this appears to be a demon sent by Satan specifically to harm Job. And here's why. God told Satan to test his servant Job, who loved God and did righteously. Satan attacked Job using people, armies, weather, and even his own friends and his wife. This was the first friend, Eliphaz the Temanite, and his story is to Job that only those who deserve it suffer. And apparently he got this from chapter 4 from a spirit that told him that. Well, this goes against all the other biblical teachings. Read Romans 5, 3 and 4, 2 Corinthians 1, 3 through 11, Psalm 34, 19, 1 Peter 3, 14, Jesus himself saying that you will be persecuted for my sake. So Satan sending one of his demons or spirits 
to appear as a ghost to this man and convince him of this falsehood that only bad people have bad things happen to them. Well, that makes sense. It's a demon, right? It was clearly a spirit is what the Bible says. So what spirit was it? Well, my conclusion, my opinion is it's a demon. It's one of Satan's spirits. So what you have to understand is these feelings, these terror, these terror things that people feel and describe in those Bible stories I've read to you are natural when you encounter a demon or I'm sorry, an angel. Look at Luke two, verse eight and nine, when the angels came um, to celebrate Jesus Christ being born. And there were in the same country, shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them and the glory of the Lord shone round about them and they were sore afraid. Well, demons are angels. We know that from Revelation and Jesus himself saying in Matthew 25, verse 41, then shall he say unto them on the left hand, depart from me, you cursed into everlasting fire prepared for the devil. And who? And his angels. The devil's angels used to serve God in heaven. They chose to follow the devil and they are what we call demons or spirits. That's clear throughout scripture. So I have experienced scary feelings and I'm sure many people that you know have, or you yourself have seen something or, or felt terrorized when something happened in the middle of the night, right? It's impossible to discount somebody's feelings. You can't tell someone you didn't feel that way. Well, they did, but you have to understand that feelings can be manipulated and feelings do not prove anything and does not change the facts of what happened. It does not change truth just because somebody feels differently about it. Remember, experiencing feelings does not tell us what is in the place. It doesn't prove whether that's a ghost, a demon, or an angel. Ultimately, forming our beliefs based off of experiences or feelings is not the right thing to do. Our beliefs, faith, and doctrines need to come from the Word of God. 1 John 4.1 Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. That's the bottom line, guys. Test the spirits. Read Ephesians chapter 6. I've done a whole series on Ephesians chapter 6 and spiritual warfare and how to fight it, how to test the spirits and what to do. That's season 1, episode 34 to 44, 10 episodes. So check it out. But we're going to continue next week with ghosts, apparitions, dead relatives, and what the Bible teaches about that. So a continuation of this one. There's three examples from the Bible and what God says they actually are. So I look forward to sharing that with you. And until next time, may God bless you. <clears throat>